It is a Riverwind Friday. Welcome in, everybody, and uh, happy to have you with us. Always happy to be out here at my home away from home, the one and only Riverwind Casino, where you can always come out, win some money, cash, bonus play, prizes. You can eat well. You'll be entertained by some great concerts. Always something happening here at Riverwind Casino. River Buffet tonight, Friday night, steak night, all you can eat for $19.99. Tomorrow night, they have a great seafood night on Sunday. It is a big-time brunch. We have other dining options. I'm right in front of Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant, which is a great place to come have a meal as well. The newly renovated food court has some great choices over there for you, and they now have right there where you used to sit. I'm sure a lot of you have been out here when you sit and you have your, you know, Taco Bueno or IHOP or Burger King or Panda Express, whatever you choose. Now you have big screen TVs you have all around you in there where you're not going to miss, let's say there's, you know, a Sooner game on or a Thunder game on or whatever you want to watch. Uh, they've got it for you there. You have to see the newly renovated, redesigned, revamped, incredible Riverwind Casino. It has uh, always been the uh, best casino experience in the metro area, and they have made it even better. So come on out and see us here at Riverwind. Happy to be here on a Friday. As always, we are brought to you also in our first hour by Lasher Home Comfort Systems, 405-571-3119. Tim Lasher, great Sooner, great company. You need that AC working uh, at maximum output right now because it's still hot today. It's not going to be 100 degrees, but we're approaching like 95 today, so you need that working for you. Tim Lasher and his company, Lasher Home Comfort Systems, can get that done for you, 405 571 3119. Okay, Parker, how we doing? How you feeling on this Friday? Steely, I only have to do two hours of radio today instead of three, and then a very long weekend is on the other side. So I'm chomping at the bit for two o'clock to get here so I can get on the road back to Nebraska to celebrate the 4th of July. I'm very much looking forward to the next few days, Steely, because obviously there may be. There may be recruiting news. There may be stuff that I have to circle back on, touch base on sources, uh, touch base with sources about. But in terms of tangible on the calendar happenings and events, there is absolutely nothing on mine for the next five days, and I can't even I, I can't remember when the last time that happened was. Yeah, it'll be, uh, you're going to be celebrating doing backflips out of here at 2 o'clock. And, again, we will not be back on the air until Thursday because they're renovating our studios. We've had a lot of renovations happening. They did the uh, the talk studio. Now they're going to do the producer's studio. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Needed to be renovated. And uh, Brian and Casey, the vineyards, taking care of that. Uh, they want everything top-notch and looking uh, brand new in there. So, uh, you know. Next Thursday be the next time that we are back on the air. So the old man could use some time off. In fact, I don't even know if I gave you the right number for Lasher Home Comfort Systems. I said, I believe, 571. It is 405-579-3113. First old man mistake of the day. If you're scoring at home, boom, put a check mark by the number one. We'll probably be up in the teens before we're all said and done today. All right, Thad Turnipseed is no longer at the University of Oklahoma. Remember when he was on the Oklahoma Breakdown podcast with Gabe and uh, our very own Teddy Lehman. Here is what Thad Turnipseed said about why he came to the University of Oklahoma. The number one reason is because of Brent Venables. 
Um, I believe I think he's going to be the face of college football. Um, I love the guy. I think he's, um, like I said, he's the closest thing to Nick, Nick Luke Saban that I've ever seen. The fact that he's a relentless recruiter and loves recruiting, and he loves the the game of football, the X's O's, highly intelligent of that, um, and he's just a good man. There you go. So uh, Thad Turnipseed, of course, the executive director of football administration. Did a great job, uh, you know, building facilities, raising money, and getting all that uh, stuff done at the University of Alabama for Nick Saban. Then went on, helped out at Clemson, of course, for them to upgrade their facilities. Was doing the same thing for Brent here at the University of Oklahoma. He had a two-year deal uh, and only six months left on that deal. This was reported. I've got to give accreditation here by Kerry Murdoch first last night. He had uh, even, you know, uh, part of the story included reaction to turnip seed has been mixed inside the football offices. Parker Thune, uh, here's how some of the boomer doomers sounded last night when this came down, and then we'll react to it. But a lot of the boomer doomers thought this was really a bad deal. Here's how it you sounded. Maniacs! You blew it up! Uh, damn you! Damn you all to hell! Well, uh, should the, the Boomer Doomers be reacting like that? What do you think about this whole uh, deal with that turnip seed no longer at OU? Well, I, I mean, let's be candid here, Steely. I have to be honest. I, I'm kind of alarmed by it. It was so I, out of the I blue. I was surprised when I saw it, yeah. It was completely out of the blue. Absolutely no notice. Turnip Seed is a year and a half into his tenure at Oklahoma as Venable's right-hand man. And now he's just out of the picture as quickly as he appeared, he's now gone. I mean, this is the this was the mastermind behind the architectural and logistical dynasties or I guess the architectural and logistical aspects of the dynasties that were Clemson and Alabama that have been Clemson and Alabama. So he shows up for a year and a half at Oklahoma, gets some stuff done, no question about it. But then, boom, overnight he's out of the picture. I, I'll be, I'll be straight with you, Steely. I'm uneasy about it. I don't know how you cannot be uneasy about it, because whatever went well, on, yeah. whatever led to this happening, like obviously, we probably will never know exactly what happened behind closed doors at least an account that everybody is content to believe but it's just it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that we had absolutely yeah, it, no it knowledge be by surprise too yeah i mean yesterday this was not even this was not on anyone's radar we were all excited about the new facility upgrades right about the Plans and renderings that had made the rounds on message boards and on social media from that YouTube video. And Thad was getting a lot of love on social media yesterday because everybody's like, yes, this is what Thad was hired to do. And then, poof, he's out of here. Yeah, it, it was strange and uh, certainly didn't expect to see it coming down yesterday. But, you know, the other side of the coin, people are saying, well, you know, he... Uh, his plans are in motion. They're building a $175 million football facility right now. Again, he had six months left on his contract. But, and uh, I, I think Plank said it very well. 
uh, this morning, sometimes when you're in a situation like this, and I don't know if Chris has actually talked to anybody, but his his theory and the way he broke it down I thought was pretty much the way I would think about it. Sometimes, you know, when you have people that uh, are walking around and telling you, well, this is how it works, this is how it needs to be done, you're OU, you've already been successful, you've been the king of the Big 12, they bullied the Big 12, uh, they've done things their own way, and then you've got that turnip seed maybe in there saying, suggesting, or maybe maybe it was a little bit heavy-handed. I don't know. And sometimes that situation doesn't work out well. If you have a new consultant come to the radio station, you feel like you've been doing a good show and you've got a good lineup and he's trying to shake things up and telling you, no, 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 you got to do it this way. You know, a lot of times that consultant is, you know, the employees go back, can you believe this, dude? Man, I mean, come on. I'm open to suggestions, but this guy thinks he knows everything. And I'm not saying that's how it went down at OU. Big egos often clash, particularly when there is a lot of money involved. I wouldn't think this would be something that Brent suggested. I would be really shocked if that happened. It sounds to me like it may have been, you know, the one side was getting tired of the other. Either it was that turnip seed butting heads with the administration or the administration maybe being a little bit... Uh, had a little of Thad turnip seed fatigue. I don't know. And maybe it is the fact that he wants to go back, spend some more time with his family. Basically, the job's done. It could be all of those things. But I do know this. I wasn't expecting to see this news again yesterday. Yeah, none of us were expecting it. It was completely out of nowhere. And I think that just heightens the panic behind it. Because, like, if you'd heard rumblings, if it had been – a process that had been dragged out if, you know, we had some idea weeks or months in advance that maybe things with turnip seed were not as uh, harmonious as they'd been portrayed or maybe he was looking elsewhere or had a family, family situation that was arising. I think the fact that nobody would have imagined we'd be here 24 hours ago only adds to the public panic factor over this whole ordeal. And again, like I, I have my concerns because Thad Turnipseed was the executive director of football administration. That's a pretty lofty title, Steely. And here you are, 367 days away from joining the SEC. And the guy that was doing a lot of the heavy lifting behind the scenes to lay the groundwork for Oklahoma to be a contender the minute that they step into the SEC is now out of the picture. And even if he did get quite a bit done, I I can't imagine he got everything that he wanted to accomplish done. I can't imagine I can't imagine Thad Turnipseed looked at his itinerary yesterday, looked at his notepad and was like, "Well, I got nothing left to do." Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I I don't know, but I do know this again. Uh, to say, well, you know, this is a uh, executive director of football administration. If you're going to miss this guy, that's not going to matter on the field. And maybe to an extent you're right. But we're talking about, you know, the old fix song, build for the future is what the Sooners are doing. And he was the main man behind that. So I think you put your head in the sand a little bit if you say, ah, pff, come on, man. This doesn't mean anything, nothing at all. But uh, one of the things I saw yesterday in the reaction on social media was a lot of people just saying, man, can we ever have a quiet offseason at the University of Oklahoma, football-wise, ever? Is that ever going to happen again? Or is there always going to be some bombshell 
all the time, whether it's, you know, hey, we're going to the SEC. Boom, you know, Lincoln Riley's gone. Uh, you know, now Thad Turnipseed is out. Who knows how it went down and whose decision it was. But, it, it you know, it just particularly when you were coming off six and seven and it looked like last year it didn't look like an Oklahoma football team in so many ways. And whether you think Brent's culture and foundation and all of that stuff inside the building, the soul mission, all of that is the right way to operate going forward, which I do, you still have a shakiness about you because you saw the product last year, and it wasn't good. It wasn't nearly up to OU standards. So that's why I think any news like this, if you were uh, if you were 10-2 and 2 last year or whatever, you know, okay, Thad Turnipseed, great job, glad we, glad we got him and he got the ball rolling, but no big deal. But if you're 6-7 and seven and you see news like this again, people are thinking, oh, my gosh, what's next, you know? All right, we want to get your thoughts on it, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Want to hear what you guys have to think. We do have Brandon Drum coming up, 135 today here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. I'm here at Riverwind on this fabulous Friday, getting ready for a big weekend. Hope you all keep it here, and let's hear what you have to say about this Sooner football situation. We'll get to the text line next, right here on The Ref. <laughs> Great song and very appropriate for today. Welcome back. Steelman and Thune here at noon on the Home of Sooner Fans, the Ref Radio Network, the uh, Thad Turnipseed uh, clip we played in the first segment was our Ortho Central clip of the day. Ortho Central with clinics in Norman, Midwest City, and now a brand new Tri City location serving uh, the folks in Newcastle, Tuttle, and Blanchard. They are the very best at treating orthopedic and sports medicine injuries here at Riverwind. The uh, redesigned, revamped, renovated gaming floor. They have nearly 3,000 electronic gaming machines now. They always have the best games and your favorite table games as well. Big-time poker room where there's off-track betting. There are two high-stakes areas. They get the best games, best bars and dining, world-class hotel, the best service and the best promotions here at Riverwind. The new Member 7 program, if you don't have a Riverwind wild card, I highly suggest you come out and get one. They're free. Now, you can upgrade to Elite or Premier. You can do that, but your standard-issued Riverwind wild card is going to help you a lot in terms of winning uh, and these promotions, hearing your name called to win some cash or bonus play, it's uh, a very good thing to have, very valuable to keep in your wallet. The new Member 7 promotion also means you can earn up to $450 in one day here at the one and only Riverwind Casino. Okay, uh, I just got a, a tweet from Tuscany Bob Stoops, all right? Some of you are uh, maybe familiar with that Twitter account, and this is very interesting. Uh, And the tweet says, Thad wanted the facilities across Jenkins, but the administration and the regents wouldn't approve moving the track and field facilities. They want to build the football offices at the current Marita Hines location. This defeats the entire purpose of Thad's vision that is why he is out. So, and he went on to say, any media personality that says Thad left because his vision uh, was, you know, work was done, whatever, uh, is not accurate. What do you yeah. make of that well, tweet? Sounds pretty connected. Well, exactly. Like I don't, I, I don't know how anyone could say that 
Thad left because his job was done. Because, like, with everything that Thad had publicly professed about the direction of OU football, and everybody that had joined Brent Venable's staff seemingly with the long view in mind, you know, being in it for the long haul, being willing to see things through at Oklahoma and help make them a national powerhouse in the sport of football once again, you don't just up and leave after a year and a half unless something went wrong. So, again, maybe Tuscany Bob Stoops, whoever the individual behind that Twitter account is, has a much better idea than uh, the casual outside observer of what all went on. But I think what is abundantly clear here is that something – hit a snag somewhere along the line something did not go according to plan somewhere thad's vision clashed with someone else's vision so yes i i am inclined to think that something along those lines did take place because again you don't just turn tail and leave a program at the end of the month of june a year and a half into the rebuild that you came wholeheartedly to be a part of Right, I'll be honest, Steely. I'm not questioning that he maybe would like to spend more time with his family. I'm not questioning that that plays into the decision. I'm absolutely not questioning that uh, Thad Turnipseed has some of the right motivations at heart with regard to his family, but it just seems like there's more to it than that, doesn't it? It seems like that's a very surface-level explanation for something that appears to be a lot deeper than surface-level. Yeah, it. Uh, when I saw that, uh, you know, Carrie, Carrie's uh, tweet, I was like, what? That is not – it just didn't look good to me. And, again, uh, Tuscany Bob Stoops, the sentence, sentence structure is really good. This is, this is a smart dude. Uh, also said it's not a coincidence. The video of the Jenkins facility was leaked. It was an attempt to get momentum for that vision. So ah. uh, maybe that was the final straw. So it sounds pretty connected. I Usually I can see something and I think, yeah, that sounds like total BS. Or my cousin told me this or whatever. That sounds that sounds to me. And Tuscany, I'm sorry I didn't tw- see your uh, your tweets last night when you were talking about this, but that sounds very reasonable and sounds like it uh, it might be the maybe not 100% the real story, but close to it. And, you know, in that situation, here's what I hope is not happening. You know, if you're on a board somewhere, you're probably taking yourself too seriously anyway. <laughs> you're probably using your middle initial, you know, like instead of Mike Steely. That would never be me as a board member. It would be Michael E. Steely, of uh-huh. course, and I would have a bow tie and maybe be smoking a pipe or whatever. I hope these people aren't putting funny stuff in their pipes and smoking it because you can't go three-quarters in on this stuff if you're going to the SEC. And, look, they've raised the money. They've got a $175 million football facility uh, that they're going to construct, which is going to be unbelievable. But – you know, if that turnip seed is going around saying, you know, this is good, but, eh, you know, it's not quite good enough, you know, sometimes you spend, uh, you know, a little extra money to make sure that you want the very best. And I know to some people, you know, in academia or whatever, it turns them off. We're building these cathedrals and coliseums uh, for college football. But college football, in a lot of ways, you know, raises a ton of money for the university, brings attention to the university. Uh, you know, what would OU be known for if it wasn't for football? 
National Merit Scholars. I mean, that's what David Boren kept talking about. Uh, University of Oklahoma football has made the University of Oklahoma visible nationally and now worldwide with social media and everything, and it's been the football program. So, look, I don't think Joe Castiglione is a guy that wants to, you know, come up to, uh, you know, within 100 yards of the finish line where you need to be and just quit. I don't think he's that kind of guy. He's too progressive. He's too smart. He's been such a good AD. But let's hope the Regents, you know, I look, I'm, I'm not smart enough to figure this stuff out, but all I know is you got to go all the way, man, in this situation that you're going into. You can't, you know, you can't get go, going to CBS and get the off-brand toothpaste rather than, you know, Sensodyne or whatever. You've got to get the, the really good stuff or it's it, it won't work long term. That's that's my concern here. From a listener in the 281, this would be Steve in Edmond. Isn't it odd that those renderings came out across Jenkins and shortly after Thad announced he was leaving? What's even crazier is that the majority of fans loved the rendering and idea. Makes zero sense to put football facilities at the old softball location. Whose dumb idea is that? Besides, that track is trash anyway. So says Stephen Edmund. There's really uh, nothing that I disagree with in that statement. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Like, I think even if it costs a little bit more money or maybe causes a little bit more logistical difficulty, it just makes a ton of sense to build the football facilities across Jenkins. In my mind, that's an entirely subjective opinion. You're welcome to have one that differs, but – if it takes moving the track facilities, I think that's what you do because everything football-related is then self-contained within the same vicinity. And you're not having to send guys halfway across campus to facilities that stand where Marita Hines Field currently stands. Uh, from a listener in the 405, looks like I may have been onto something with that Auburn jet turnip seed to Auburn. <laughs> Auburn came and picked him up. <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I'm not connected enough in my old age to know what's going on there uh, at the highest level, you know, with, with facilities and stuff. Now, here's some stuff on recruiting and, uh, you know, what's going on maybe inside the locker room a little bit, but not going on with the Board of Regents. I'm way out of that ballpark. But my Hope is, again, that they are not trying to nickel and dime this down the stretch. Now, look, they just agreed to spend $175 million. And I'm not saying that the money just flows in and it's super easy. But, you look, this is a facilities war. And, uh, you know, once you finish this, you've got to be thinking about, you know, another addition or whatever. But uh, if Oklahoma Oklahoma's going to play, man... And uh, this isn't, you know, triple-A football like the Big 12 has been uh, in some ways. You know, Big 12 was the major leagues there for a while, but you've got to operate with that in mind. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, break time right here. I'm at Riverwind Casino. Love being out here. Justin and the crew always set me up right. So easy to work with. And they have everything you want to talk about that a casino should have, and they are the very best in the business. Number one in the metro area, voted year after year 
after year is the best casino experience. Let's get to some more texts when we get back. We have Brandon Drum on the way at 135. Let's talk also about Ivan Carrion coming to the University of Oklahoma. It's trending in that direction. We'll talk about it next. Back with you here at Riverwind Casino. I can see clearly now the haze is gone thanks to Dr. Bellardo and their staff up at Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. They are the best. If you want to eliminate your reading glasses, get rid of that Godzilla-sized text uh, that you have on your phone and you want to see and see clearly, you need to call my guy, Dr. Bellardo. I've known them for years at the Advanced Laser Center. They've got a super uh, comfortable environment up there, very professional. They get you in and out. They take care of you. They are the best in the business. They've been the leader in the field of vision correction now for over 20 years. Dr. Bellardo and his team, they set the standard. Call them today. 405-755-7700. That's 405-755-7700. Get a free consultation from Dr. Bellardo, or you can go online to alcok.com. And like they always say there, if you want to see far and you want to see near, you have to come here to the Advanced Laser and Cataract Center. All right, so I saw this tweet uh, this morning. Uh, okay, uh Somebody, I think it was uh, the tweet, the original tweet was from Jimmy Greenbeans. A lot of you follow that account. If you're worried about that, read this, and you scroll all the way. By the way, please quit doing all these gigantic scroll all the way down things. Very annoying. All right. Okay, it was cool at first. Please stop. We're going to be fine. 2023 is going to be different. Boomer, MF, and Sooner. Uh, And to which Dustin Hobson replies, Dustin, you may be a listener. I know we've got some out there in Florida. Uh, Dustin says recruiting subpar will be fine. Six and seven will be fine. Forty-nine to nothing will be fine. No five stars, fine. That turnip seed leaves, fine. Everything's fine. You're all lying to yourself and trying to convince yourself we'll be fine more than anyone else. You're all happy to have a team and so afraid of becoming Nebraska or worse that you're going to become soft and pathetic. It's gross and embarrassing. The Sooners used to be better and expect more. The days, those days are gone. The program has slipped. Now, that sounds like uh, how the Boomer Doomer sounded yesterday, which, again, was like this. Dang it. Hang on. Issues. Sound problems. Here, we'll try it again. Here's how the boomer doomers that was so anticlimactic. yesterday. That was so anticlimactic. And you did such well, we a good job setting it up, and then the the boomer doomers you're thinking did not about your, You're thinking about your Olipop beverages know, and getting I'm out of here. I know, I'm mentally on vacation. Man. Sheesh. Here are the boomer in. doomers. Yeah. You there you go. You blew it up. Oh, damn you. Damn you all day. Maybe that was in reference to the Board of Regents. Who knows? But, uh, you know, Dustin, he's got a little bit of a point there. Whenever bad news comes, you can't always say, yeah, yeah, no big deal. Everything's going to be fine. Now, again, if you're looking from the outside, maybe you're thinking, okay, it's the director, the executive director of football administration. What does that mean on the field? Nothing. The Sooners should go out and win 10 games or more with that schedule this year. But, again, we're talking about a guy who built the facilities and got the ball rolling again when Alabama needed help. 
Clemson. You've seen them on game day, right? The all the, the great facilities they have, and look where Clemson was known for Clemsoning more than anything else before they became Clemson. And that turnip seed was a part of that. So I just look. I, I don't know how it went down, but it clearly, according to uh, some of the tweets, and I think Tuscany Bob Stoops, it sounds like pretty reasonable situation that he wasn't going to be able to execute his vision. So he decided, all right, well, I guess I'll leave. Let's so, let's take we'll the pulse see. of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Let's start with this text from Mark in Newcastle. I sincerely hope the OU Improvement Visionary Committee doesn't become a giant impediment to progress in an Oakland-Alameda County kind of way. Yeah, now you've, uh, like I said, it's not like they're not willing to go out and do things. They, they've approved a $175 million football facilities project. It's still going to be great, but um, I don't know. This just looks weird to me. It, it does look weird. From a listener in the 405, putting those new facilities anywhere other than off of Jenkins Avenue makes absolutely no sense. Let's hope that definitely gets strengthened out or straightened out. And, yes, look, I I agree with that. I've said that. I think the best place for those football facilities is right there across Jenkins, Steely. Yeah, and how weird is it look for a long time to see? I remember seeing uh, football players in the back of trucks, you know, going to practice or whatever. It looks ridiculous. It shouldn't happen that way at the University of Oklahoma. And uh, track and field, I'm sorry. You're track and field. And that's <laughs> all I got to say about wow. that. Brutal. Uh, somebody on the uh, text line here says, well, I actually, no, you know what, I don't. Let's, let's have some good news for a brief moment. Let's take a break from the Doomer text. Ronnie Crimson texted in to say, Don't let Thad Turnipseed distract from the fact that Ivan Carrion decommitted from Texas Tech. Yeah, we just, we were, I teased uh, that going into the break. So, uh, I mean, that's that's got to mean Emmett Jones is about to get another win, right? It feels that way. I have a future cast in. For Oklahoma in the recruitment of carry on and the big question was always well is tech gonna let carry on keep visiting around keep doing the whole flirtation thing with other schools or are they just gonna say let's go our separate ways and from what I was told carry on and Texas Tech got to that point last night and now Oklahoma naturally is the odds-on favorite it's Oklahoma or Purdue for carry on uh, back to the text line here uh, somebody said Ivanatron. There you go. Can, we'll have to workshop a nickname for Ivan Carrion if he is indeed a Sooner. Cherokee Sooner do says. We get to play, do, do we get to play uh, Carry On My Wayward Son into a break yet? Yeah, sure. Or is that we have to wait until it's official? Sure, we can do that. We, I, I will make that happen in this break, Steely. Um, Cherokee Sooner says, Thad was tired of all the boomer bedwetters and decided to just leave. Do you morons see what you've done? uh the boomer bedwetters i kind of like that too Uh, the boomer doomers here's i i think there are levels of doom the boomer doomers are you know like a seven out of ten the boomer bedwetters are completely you know ten out of ten 
Uh, from the 918, if the OU regents force the new facilities to the area around Marita Hines Field, then OU will waste $175 million. Move track and field to Marita Hines Field. Another good text here from a listener in the 262, which would be Sooner James in Wisconsin. Number one, Thad is right. Facilities across Jenkins. And number two, 100% faith in Joe, Bob, and Brent to advocate for what's best for the program. Everybody relax and let the leaders lead. Yes, I mean, look, it just, you've got to do this right, all right? You've got to do this right. You can't be, you know, football players on golf carts going everywhere and all that stuff that we've seen. Uh, It's the University of Oklahoma track and field, you know, good for you. Uh, There's some, you know, I used to run track and field, believe it or not. I was uh, was the uh, 880 guy. Long, long time ago in a galaxy, very far away. Did you say but 880? You're still track and field. Yes, it was the, uh, the, the I guess, the half mile. Yeah, now, sure. You know, so, but that's what we called it back in my day. It was the, you ran the 440 or the 880 or the mile. But, um, you know, again, you're not football. And football is probably paying your bills. So move your ass and let football take that area. That's all I'm saying. Okay, back to the text line. Okay. Uh, Yep. (laughs) Micah from Kanawha. I choose to believe Turnip Seed was a mole placed by Nick Saban to try to implode the OU program before the move to the SEC. There you go. I don't know. You you can't trust anybody in this uh, day and age of college football, right? Well, that goes all way back, man. Spying, but no, I don't think so. But um, I I just hope, again, that, like I said, I think a lot of OU football fans just saw this and they thought, are you serious? Really? Are you serious now? And a lot of uh, the texts that I saw, again, yesterday were, can there be a normal offseason ever again with Oklahoma football? And, again, I still think Oklahoma's going to have a pretty darn good football team this fall. I don't think they're going to compete for a national championship. They've got a good chance. They've got a chance if they improve to win the Big 12. I don't see anybody out there that you look at and go, man, that's a great squad right there. Texas has always had a lot of talent and underachieved. Kansas State's always well coached and overachieves a little bit, but they did lose some big-time players. So, and again, this schedule is should be a cakewalk to double-digit wins for OU if you go out there and play solid football and improve over last year's 6-7 uh, and seven debacle, of course. Okay, here at Riverwind, Mike Steely, Parker Thune back in the Buffalo Wild Wings studios. It's Friday. Let's keep the text rolling in. We have Brandon Drum on the way at 135. Keep it right here on the home of Sooner fans, the ref. Back with you here at Riverwind, getting ready for the weekend. How's everybody doing? Parker is going to have a uh, extended weekend for the first time in a long time. It is a dead period. There are really no camps going on. So uh, you are going to celebrate with uh, an ice chest full of Olipop uh, sodas. By the way, I had one of those. I had a watermelon. Pretty did good. You really? Pretty good. I mean, yes, I did. Uh, Shay and I went by the health food store looking for some stuff the other day, and I saw the Olipops in the fridge there, and I thought, I'm going to have one of these. It was it was good. I may have to go back and grab myself a, uh, a bunch of them. Pretty good stuff. Hey, uh, this Tuscany Bob Stoops, uh, 
seems to me to be pretty well connected or at least knows this business. I have never run in big money circles. I mean, I'm not saying I've been destitute or anything. We're, we're comfortable, but I have never run in big money circles and really know how that stuff operates. Uh, and even I'm not comfortable being around big money people either because I'm just not big money kind of guy. But Tuscany Bob Stoops, everything I'm looking at on this account, and this was you know tweeted at me, and it makes perfect sense. I think this person's very connected and knows what the heck's going on. Uh, and the last one I got, the lack of any fundraising or plans for a new track and field facility should have been the first red flag for the local media. That would be at least a $25 million facility, and it would have to be built before any work on the football facility follow the dollars. Makes sense, doesn't it? It does, and I will say, I Tuscany Bob Stoops, the only interactions I've ever had on Twitter with Tuscany Bob Stoops have been full of vitriol. Uh, Tuscany Bob Stoops has had a tendency in the past to get in my mentions in the comment section of my mm-hmm. tweets and take shots at me. So I I don't know who Tuscany Bob Stoops is. Uh, I, I must have done something to piss them off in a former life or something like that. But it makes me feel a little better knowing that Tuscany Bob Stoops actually has connections and is not just a random Twitter troll. Yeah, Tuscany, don't do not do the troll roll. Uh, don't do that. You've got the informa- this information. You know how you look at something and you're like, boom, that makes sense. Boom, that makes sense. And then you're like, yeah, this guy heard something from his cousin, you know, Dexter or something. He's trying <laughs> to make, make it sound like it's fact. But if that's the case, again, I just, I don't know. I still have a problem with regents and people on boards. And, look, you can serve on good boards, too, where you're really helping people. But some of these, like if you're in a movie scene or you watch a streaming show, like if you watch Billions or Suits or any of those, uh, Succession, are the board members ever cool? No, they're not cool. They're usually from some spoiled trust fund background or they're a complete nerd who's inherited a bunch of money. And I don't know why I'm saying this, but I've just always had a problem with, you know, like, I don't know. It just. And if they're, um, you know, thinking again, it, well, we can't do it. You know, we got I understand it's not an easy process. You know what we should do? We should just take a bulldozer over there and start plowing over the track and field stuff. Now, you might have a situation like uh, Tiananmen Square where we have the bulldozer out there and, like, it's. Tim Lankford is the track coach, I believe, right? <laughs> and he's standing in front of the bulldozer. You know, we might have, like, that lo- uh, live on on uh, local TV. But, and I'm kidding, of course. But it just makes sense. I'm sorry. Football is king. Football should have across the street from Jenkins. Are you, t- are but, you trying to uh, excite we'll an uprising live on the radio, Steely? You're gonna start. Maybe there there are gonna be people picketing. Does anybody said, "Hey, I'm not. I can't drive a bulldozer, but if anybody wants to start that operation, you know, we're looking live right now across Jenkins as a bulldozer is approaching the University of Oklahoma track and field operation. Like like the OJ the head coach is <laughs> the, the head coach Simpson's is standing in front of the bulldozer. 
Uh, I could just see the Tiananmen Square deal with a with a bulldozer. Couple so, texts here anyway. from a- now, before anybody before anybody by the way tweets or texts in. Oh, to go Steely supporting track and field, you jerk! It's a joke, but I'm just saying, if you're going to build this football facility the right way, you shouldn't see football players jumping in golf carts or anything like that ever again. To the text line. Go ahead, Parker. We got a couple texts I want to get to. Worm Johnson says, listen closely, Steelman. I've got 2,800 V-Bucks I'm willing to send to get that track moved today. You got any you're willing to trade in? <laughs> 2,800, huh? All right. If you get the 13-5 card, maybe we, we can get something started. Another listener in the 580 says, I'm a dozer operator. Sign me up, Steely. <laughs> oh, Please, nobody do that. But, yeah, there we go. I don't know. Like I said, I know there's some people that uh, I I just, again, you were going to have to upgrade everything to stay where Oklahoma is accustomed to staying, you know, in the upper echelon of college football. There's no coupon here or, you know, if you're going to do that. And, again, $175 million, that facility's being built. It's a lot of money. But, I hope they don't start doing that, you know, where you just can't you can't cut the mustard if you're going nine steps out of ten, in my opinion. Okay, let's break right here. At Riverwind Casino, they never go nine steps out of ten. They're all in. Ten out of ten. In fact, they go to 11, like Spinal Tap. Stay with us. Coming right back. Dad turnip seed gates. Welcome back. It is hour number two. I am here at one of my favorite places. I'm going to go top three, Shea Stadium, our home, Augusta National Golf Club, Riverwind Casino. How about that, huh? Riverwind Casino, over 2,800 electronic games. Let's add to that. Now we're up near 3,000. All the best. And the uh, most exciting electronic gaming machines are out here. They have the best games, uh, the electronic variety, and your favorite table games are out here as well. Poker room, high-stakes poker, two high-stakes areas. Uh, and the renovation out here just looks amazing. It, it really is uh, tremendous. Great dining options out here. The River Buffet features steak night tonight. All-you-can-handle steak for $19.99. Not just the steak, but all those great side dishes, a great dessert bar afterwards, Chips and Ales Pub Restaurant. It's big time. I'm right over by Chips and Ales right now. Great little pub restaurant. They've got TVs at your individual booths. Great uh, pub menu. It's big time. Food court is spectacular. The newly renovated food court has big screen options and basically wrapped all around you where you can watch uh, in the dining area there all your games going on at once. It's great. At Riverwind, you know, Riverwind's not going to go, you know, nine steps out of ten on anything. They're always going ten out of ten. And, uh, you know, just so many great options out here entertainment-wise as well with the outdoor shows at Beats and Bites. Next up, Mark Chestnut with uh, Shannon Doa and Tracy Bird on July 8th. So you'll have Mark Chestnut as the headliner, uh, Shannon Doa and Tracy Bird with some great music as well. And then you'll have an incredible 
fireworks display also July 8th at Beach and Bites on the Coupe Works Beach and Bites stage in August. You'll have Gary Allen. We've got shows where tickets are available right now for Collective Soul, for uh, Josh Turner, for Counting Crows. And uh, we've got, you know, last week, Earth, Wind, and Fire reopened the Showplace Theater. Great to have a show in there for the first time in three years. It was, by all accounts, just tremendous. And people are fired up to see shows at the Showplace again. And we've got, you know, other bands that are coming. And comedian Gabriel Iglesias has a sold-out show July 29th. Uh, Dwight Yoakam is sold out in August. REO, Chicago, sold-out shows in September. We also have shows on the way for Foreigner, Rodney Carrington, and Aaron Lewis. Check ticket availability online at riverwind.com. And you can also uh, get your tickets at the Showplace Theater box office right here inside the casino. And uh, keep in mind, for the Beats and Bites shows, those, those tickets are only they are only 10 bucks, and kids under 12 get in free. So always, always something happening here at Riverwind. All right. You know, I, some, I'll tell you what's going on lately, Parker. I'm lining up all this sound and everything. We played some of it today, but... We're having so much fun and uh, such great interaction as we always do on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. And I'm like, yeah, we'll get to that later. 405-651-3439. NBA free agency begins at 5 today. I do want to play one clip real quick here, though. If you can grab the very top clip with Austin Reeves, NBA free agency officially begins at 5 o'clock today, and a man who's going to make a lot of money is Austin Reeves. Now, the Lakers have said they're going to match whatever Austin Reeves, you know, gets offered, which is really probably not the smartest play. You don't want to show your hand there, but this is what Austin Reeves told uh, Shams the other day, that he wants to stay with the Lakers. Do you want to be a Laker? Yeah, I want to be a Laker. Uh, obviously, they gave me, you know, the first opportunity. Um, I was a huge Laker fan growing up, big Kobe fan. So, you know, honestly, just to be able to, you know, play for the Lakers organization is special. Um, and I want to be a Laker. So, and hopefully we can get this done and I can stay there, you know, for hopefully my whole career. There you go. That man's going to make upwards of $100 million. We'll see if he stays a Laker. Again, they have indicated so far that's what they want to whoa, do. Whoa, 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 agency. whoa, 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 yes. whoa, Steely. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang mm. on. Did yeah. you just say upwards of $100 million? Based on the, the, the whole contract, you know, Holy that he's going to get. Yes. Yeah, and where does Austin Reeves rate in terms of former OU athletes that because he's going to get he's going to get that kind of money in a you know multi-year deal and where would we put austin reeves in terms of wow i knew that guy was pretty good but I, a lot of people didn't expect him to make an nba roster right you thought okay he's going to the lakers camp or whatever he was their best player down the stretch in those playoff games you know austin reeves and, uh, you know, clearly uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis are the best players, but Austin Reeves may have been the third best player on that roster, particularly during the second half of the season. LeBron loves him, so we'll see what happens. But I don't, is there a bigger surprise in terms of a former OU athlete that we thought was pretty good, but I don't know if he's going to make any, uh, any kind of real name for himself uh, in professional sports, and now he's about to be really wealthy. I mean, Kelly. I can't think of one. Kelly Gregg's on the short list. Corey Ivey's on yeah. the short list. 
Damian Williams, perhaps, is a guy that comes to mind. I I don't know if there is a more, and I, I don't know if rags to riches is the right term, but I don't know if there is a more unexpected professional success story than Austin Reeves, at least as far as Oklahoma is concerned, if indeed he does command upwards of $100 million on the free agency market. Yeah, it, you know, and you can talk about, well, Jalen Hurts, look what he's become. But Jalen Hurts was one of the, maybe the best known or one of the top three or four best known players of his era in college football. Austin Reeves, outside the Big 12 Conference, wasn't a national name. No. Uh, like- so, I, you know, for me, I love that he's Hillbilly Kobe, too. And, uh, you know, I just love seeing him have success. It's a great story. Now, obviously, Oklahoma fans got well acquainted with Austin Reeves during his time with the basketball program. But when you think about the national landscape of college basketball and the 300-plus Division I teams that battle it out on the hardwood every single year, in that landscape, Austin Reeves was just another guy. You could not have convinced me. Like, even on the night – where Austin Reeves dropped 41, including a buzzer beater, at Schulmeyer Arena to will Oklahoma to victory over TCU. Trust me, I was big on Austin Reeves, and I thought I was one of those that preached that he was probably the most undervalued member of Oklahoma's basketball program of that era because he did a lot more than was probably perceptible to the casual observer. Even, uh, even I think, the staunchest Austin Reeves supporter could not have imagined that two years out of college, he would be worth $100 million in professional basketball. Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic story, and he has, uh, like I said, man, he got, I, I kind of feel like once he got in the starting lineup and he really got LeBron's endorsement, not only early, but uh, LeBron continued to brag about him in press conferences all the time, it's like his confidence continued to grow. So uh, we'll see. NBA free agency officially begins today at 5 p.m. Okay, you want to get some texts in? We do have Brandon Drum coming up. Uh, Brandon will be joining us at 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. Uh, let's see what the what the text line denizens are saying. From the 405, shouldn't we just build a new state-of-the-art stadium and complex at University North Park? Fixes the parking, uh, interstate access, tailgating, etc. That Now that is an idea that I have yet to hear. Build a new stadium. Yeah, I that's too I mean I could see that for the basketball arena but now not for the football facility but um again I I don't know just some of this stuff is um I don't know if you you should be concerned or not because again it's a 175 million dollar football facility and everybody you know some people saw that video yesterday and that's it and that was you know with the vision that you know they would be across the street from Jenkins, which, at least from what we're hearing, it is not going to happen. So, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, by the way, breaking news: Ivan Carrion has committed to Oklahoma. That did not take long. There you go. The four-star now wide we can receiver queue it up again. Four-star wide receiver out of Odessa, Texas, formerly committed to Texas Tech, is in with Oklahoma and. 
I, so here's the deal with Ivan Carrion, because I know we're going to get questions about this guy on the Air Comfort or on the Meyer right, right, Chevrolet right, text here, line. Here we go. Can I ask you right now? Yes. Does that does that mean the Sooners' uh, insurance policy not only, but he could play tight end if they don't get Devon Mitchell? So, I I, I knew the popular question on the text line was going to be. Is Ivan Carrion a tight end or a wide receiver at Oklahoma? And the answer is they don't know and they don't care. He might be a wide receiver in the long run. He might be a tight end. But no, this has no direct impact on the Devon Mitchell recruitment. And regardless of whether he plays wide receiver or tight end, this is a guy that the Oklahoma staff simply wants on the roster as a pass catcher because not a lot of guys have his combination of sheer height Every inch of six foot six, Steely, and speed and athleticism at that height. Yeah, and uh, you know, six six sounds intriguing. And again, uh, at either position, I think that's a good way to put it. You know, they'll he's going to find a spot. You would think uh, he's a four star kid. Uh, you know, there's been. Would you say uh, Devon Mitchell, who will be making his decision a week from tomorrow, July 8th, that are the Sooners 50-50 now? Are they running a little bit behind? Is Miami in the lead? What, where are we right now in the Devon Mitchell situation? No, Oklahoma has the lead for Devon Mitchell. And Miami and Alabama have both made a surge, but Oklahoma has kind of been able to punch back and regain the momentum here. I have every reason to think right now that Devon Mitchell is going to be a Sooner next Saturday. I still very much like Oklahoma in that race. Well, you add uh, carry-on to the mix. Again, that, that's 11 now for Oklahoma. And if you add Mitchell, uh, you know, July 8th, then the Sooners continue to rise up in the rankings. And uh, I know they lost Caden Massey. That was Kansas State the other night. But still, uh, it seems like the uh, starting to feel a surge now. And uh, Taylor Tatum, would you say a decision will be coming down within what, the next week or so? How long could that stretch out? It'll be in July. I I don't want to try to put an exact timetable on it, but it'll be sometime in the month of July per everything I have been told. And uh, I guess (laughs) Brian in Tulsa makes a very good point. Tyler McComas and I named Miguel Chavis the recruiter of the month for the month of June yesterday because we weren't going to get the opportunity to share the airwaves again this commitment on june 30th this in conjunction with the pledge from dozy as i think gives emmett jones his third consecutive recruiter of the month award there you go followed closely by miguel chavis and uh, skip johnson so well, Skip Johnson, if they get Taylor Tatum in July, I think you just give that to Skip Johnson, period. But he also was very responsible, clearly, for James Nesta coming to OU as well. So um, big time, big time work by Skip Johnson, and we could see more uh, benefits from that uh, when Taylor Tatum makes a decision. And, again, it looks like, at least at this point, it would be Oklahoma. All right, break time. Here at Riverwind, another great Friday at Riverwind Casino. Always a chance to win some cash bonus play and prizes. Great dining options. Newly renovated inside. It looks awesome. Justin and the crew out here, I know how hard they worked on this stuff, planning it, seeing it come to fruition. And if you haven't been out here, you're going to go, wow, this looks even better than it did before. 
which was the whole idea, and create some more space and a better gaming experience. It's unbelievable. All right, we'll break right here. Brandon, Brandon Drum, OU Insider, 135 on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. When we get back, let's go back to the uh, Knippelmeyer text line again right here on the ref. <laughs> very nice very nice by the way the counting crows will be here at riverwind the uh, golden tones of adam duritz and the uh, counting crows august 25th mr jones got another one parker thune tell everybody uh, what happened about 10 minutes ago oh this is a fun one man ivan Carrion, all six foot six 205 pounds of him out of Odessa, Texas. So we're talking West Texas here. Typically not the type of kid that goes anywhere but Texas Tech, Steely. And Ivan Carrion was committed to Texas Tech for seven months to the day. But today he is an Oklahoma Sooner after announcing his decommitment from the Red Raiders. Last night he was up for an official visit at the Champion Barbecue after previously camping earlier in the month with Oklahoma and picking up that offer. And here we are, Steely, wide receiver number four in the 2024 class for Oklahoma. And they still got Zion Raggins and Terry Bussey out there. And trust me, the addition of carry-on does not have any effect on Oklahoma's pursuit of those two. They'll still take Raggins. They'll still take Bussey. Love this ad for Oklahoma because you got to love sizable dudes that can go make plays on the football, can split out wide, can do a little bit of everything from that position, and Ivan Carrion certainly fits that bill. There you go. Uh, there is one person we need to honor again today from uh, West Texas. Well, not honor, dishonor. So why don't we pull up the Muleshoe oh, no. branded. Uh, We're doing this again. again. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, uh, this, is, uh, this is what we're doing today because this man, this despicable man from West Texas who lied, who was given the keys to the kingdom and then turned his back and ran out with lefty pansies out there in California and shamed the people of the great state of Oklahoma, committed crimes against the Sooner Nation itself. We're talking about Mule Shoe. Let's run it again. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. End of discussion. Next, next question. Brandon scorned as the one who ran. What do you do when you're branded? Wherever you go for the rest of your life, you must prove you're a man. If you see this man or his little tag-along Stroud, report them to the authorities immediately if they re-enter the state of Oklahoma. Congratulations to Ivan Carrion, by the way. And uh, Emmett Jones, Emmett Jones, man, he is, uh, he's big time. Like you said, this will be three months in a row. Uh, you'll have to go back and amend the uh, K-Ref Recruiter of the Month, yeah, right? Yeah, no joke, Tyler man. We, back were, next like, Thursday. we spent the entirety of the hour yesterday on Locked In deliberating over who the K-Ref Recruiter of the Month is because nobody had more than one commit. It's like, well, is it Ted Roof? Is it Emmett? Is it Miguel Chavis? Heck, is it Skip Johnson? But you add a four-star wide receiver 
on the final day of the month after after previously getting a three-star commitment at your same position group earlier in the month of June, yes, Emmett Jones earns this award running away at this point. Ted Roof needs a dub, too, and he almost had it. He almost had it, but Emmett Jones right now just uh, – He's like Tiger in 2000. He just can't be beat. Can't be beat right now. All right, 405-651-3439, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. Let's get back there and see what uh, the ref army has to say. Todd Bates' nemesis, right on cue, says, why couldn't Todd Bates have a great first class like Emmett Chavis and Brandon Hall? I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but this still has a chance to be an excellent uh, interior defensive line class. And, you know, you think about what Oklahoma has right now. You add, uh, you know, Wyatt Gilmore the other day, and uh, who's an edge guy. And, uh, you know, if man, if they, if, they, if they somehow get both Stone and Winery, that would be big time. And you said there's – there's who would you say, again, on all those big-time D-line prospects that Oklahoma's leading on right now that you feel like they at least have a slight advantage on? I Look, the reason why Todd Bates didn't have a great first class is quite simply because A&M swooped in for D.J. Hicks. If that doesn't happen, the perception of Todd Bates' first class is night and day different. Now, here in 2024, if you land David Stone, which I feel good about, if you land somebody like Jaden Jackson or if you're able to reel in another big fish and snag Dominic McKinley, the Todd Bates haters are going to crawl back into their holes. Now, I think what's going to have to swing the the class and what's going to have to swing the perception is you're going to have to get somebody you're going to have to get another blue chipper besides David Stone, regardless of who that is, because if it's just David Stone and a three-star or two, the perception is going to be well, of course he got David Stone. Why wouldn't he have got David Stone? That's the guy we all expected him to get. Show me something. Show me you can actually go win a battle over another coach that doesn't have, uh, well, I, I guess a battle in which you don't have a built-in advantage. So I I, I think Jaden Jackson, and we've talked about the fact that if you land David Stone, your chances for Jaden Jackson improve. I think it's a guy like that that's going to dictate what the perception of Todd Bates as a recruiter is post-2024 cycle. There you go. And we'll talk more with uh, Brandon. Brandon Drum coming up in the next segment here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. 405-651-3439 on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. We've got time for a few more. Ronnie Crimson says, get your bowl cuts ready. That's right. That officially moves OU up to 500. They're batting one for two with bowl cut recruits over the last two cycles. They missed on Tessilia Kana, but they get Ivan Carrion. From the 405, let me start with I still don't like Mule Shoe. You know what? I'm not even going to read the next the rest of the text. That's all we need to know. I still don't like Mule Shoe. Jim in Arlington says, did I hear a boom out in West Texas? Oh, yeah. Cactuses crying and tacos are flying. <laughs> uh, I like it. I like it. All right, 405-651-3439. Let's get like two more in, then we'll break for Brandon. Sugar Shane in Newcastle says, I saw that carry-on is listed at 210 instead of 190 now. Holy smokes. 
uh, yeah, that's going to be a fun dude to have in the offense. And a, a guy with that kind of size, you know, just makes the quarterback's job all the easier because no longer is Jackson Arnold and or Michael Hawkins going to have to place the ball exactly where it needs to be. If that ball's off by a few inches or, God forbid, a couple of feet, a guy like Ivan Carrion is going to be able to go and get it. So can't go wrong with a receiver with that kind of size as long as he can catch. Right, if you're having issues with drops the way that Jaden Gibson has to this point, then then you got problems. But as long as you can catch, and Ivan Carrion can do that, you love this pickup for Oklahoma in the 2024 class. All right, let's break right here. You know what I'm happy about too? Those low down, dirty scumbags from Lubbock are going to be left behind. And, of course, the Sooners don't play them this year, right? They don't play them. But not dealing with those people out there is fine by me. I've always had a tech problem. Like I said, to me, glorified junior college out there. And I actually approve of the Longhorns calling them sand aggies, which I think I like that a lot. All right, we'll break right here. Brandon Drum is joining us, 405. 329-9000 is the Riverwind Casino hotline. That's very special, as is Riverwind Casino. We're coming back to talk to Brandon, and we'll play the Counting Crows again to Mr. Jones. Counting Crows here at Riverwind at the Showplace Theater, August 25th. Shout-out to Emmett Jones, another one for Emmett Jones. We'll be right back here on The Ref. Brandon Drum joining us. Riverwind Casino Hotline still has the uh, coolest open for any guest. And I'm not sure it's even close. It's too good. Way too good. Brandon, I appreciate you coming on. It's always great to uh, chat with you again on Friday. OU Insider, of course. Uh, what do you think the Sooners are getting in uh, Yvonne Carrion, who just committed about uh, 20 minutes ago? Uh, you know, he's. He is a tall, physical uh, possession possession receiver that Oklahoma is going to need in the SEC. It's the type of receiver if you need a big third down or a big uh, goal line play, jump ball, he's going to be the guy that goes up and gets it for you. Um, and he, and he, he's a good mix, you know, and a good addition to what they've already got. And K.J. Daniels, who's a small slot speedy receiver guy, uh, and then um, obviously they've got a normal, you know, like C.D. Lamb types uh, with Zion Kearney's uh, and those types as well. So I just think, in my opinion, he's he's a good mixture of everything, and it's and it's a size wide receiver type of type of wide receiver with that type of size that Oklahoma has been missing and. Don't get those type of guys every now and then, but they haven't been truly successful with those types. I think the last one was probably Justin Brown in 2012 that actually had a good year that was real big, tall, and physical. Um, CeeDee Lamb was more like Zion Kearney where he's 6'2", 6'3"-ish and can move and run and all that type of stuff. And they've had really good slot receivers, obviously, with Hollywood Brown, Sterling Shepard. And those types, it's just they've never truly been successful with the big, rangy types. And I think that's what they're going to get with Ivan Carrion. And 
Uh, I think he's going to have a really good career. He's a type of he's also a type of kid I think that has a chance to really move up in the rankings. Yeah, I mean, he's already a consensus four-star player across the industry, Brandon. You know, you yep. see that he's committed to Texas Tech. I don't think many folks realize just how highly Ivan Carrion is ranked nationally and just how highly recruiting analysts across the board regard this kid. So, obviously, big pickup for Oklahoma, literally and metaphorically. Now, it is commitment number three of the week. Because Oklahoma, of course, earlier this week picked up pledges from Xavier Robinson out of Carl Albert in Midwest City and then went all the way up to Minnesota for four-star defensive end Wyatt Gilmore. What do you like about those two, and what do they bring to this class? I'll start with Wyatt just because he seems the most controversial of all of them. Um, It's funny, you know. Everybody sees that three-star label, and they think, oh, here he is, three-star you, here we go again. And the reality is is Oklahoma has five four-stars already committed as well, so there's that. Um, And he's going to be a four-star when it's all said and done. Now, I don't know if he's ever going to get above maybe 200 overall because of where he's playing in Minnesota. Minnesota's not exactly – uh, the pantheon of high school football, and they don't produce a ton of huge talent the way that maybe Texas, and even generally they don't produce talent like Oklahoma. I mean, you look at 20, 2022, 23, 24, and 25 classes, and you're, man, they've been loaded. And so um, I, I just don't think they see football the way we do in our region. And for him, he's a big, strong, fast guy. He's going to be able to put on some good weight and keep his speed at the same time. And if you're looking for somebody like – I talked to an Oklahoma person, I'll put it you like this, and they said he reminds us of when he was – or when they started recruiting P.J. Atabari and the Colton Vastics. And – Obviously, I don't think, and Parker, you would you would agree with me, his ceiling isn't as high as P.J. Atabari. P.J. Atabari is a number one pick type creature. ceiling, if he ever. Yeah, he's a creature. And But Colton Vastic, you know, and that is, is this racist type deal because you're comparing white guy to white guy off the edge, but they're very similar in how they play. They heavy hands, they use their hands right, and they got a nice first step, and they can bend well. And when you can do all those types of things, once you really get caught up on technique and really understanding the game, your ceiling raises more and more. So um, I love the pick. I think he's going to be a four-star come National Signing Day, and I think Oklahoma fans will end up really loving that get early on as well. Uh, with Xavier Robinson, man, you think the bus, right? Uh, you think uh, – I'm trying to think of some other really big – uh, running backs over the years, uh, but he fits that bill. Um, he's a guy, but he's also very, very uh, versatile. So he reminds me a lot of Dimitri Flowers, kind of a Dimitri Flowers meets Samaj P. Ryan type of mixture. He's more explosive than Dimitri Flowers was, but he's as big. He's not as explosive as Samaj P. Ryan, but he's bigger. And he can do a lot of things that those guys could do. And we all know those guys had really solid careers 
at Oklahoma, and I fully expect Xavier Robinson to have a really good career, too. I mean, he's going to have a dynamic senior year. Obviously, adding Kevin Sperry is going to make it a lot easier to run, a lot easier to catch the ball in the backfield. And uh, I expect him as well to have a season to where he'll probably creep up a little bit in the rankings as well when it's all said and done. Brandon Drum with us, OU Insider, of course, joining us every Friday right here on the Riverwind Casino Hotline. All right, uh, Devon Mitchell, July 8th is when the uh, decision is supposed to come down from Devon Mitchell. It's been uh, thought for a long time that Oklahoma's been in the lead. Maybe Miami's made up some ground. What's going to happen with some of the other schools? Uh, How are you feeling right now about the Sooners and where they stand with Devon Mitchell because we're eight days away from that decision? I like Oklahoma. I mean, look, Alabama has made it interesting, and I have been on like the watch out for Alabama. Uh, I kind of, I've been dying on that hill a little bit uh, for a while because his mother uh, lives there, and also uh, when I talked to his dad, uh, Marco, his dad said, you know, their second favorite visit up to that point was Alabama. Now I know he visited Miami afterwards. Miami tried to chip away a little bit, and they made up some ground, but even the Miami reporters were coming away saying it probably wasn't enough to make it up for Oklahoma. Look, Oklahoma has a lot of connections with uh, Devon Mitchell, and those connections are paying off, and they're paying off large. And there was there was a little bit of a hiccup over the last 48 hours or so, but Oklahoma seemed to right that ship. And... The second they righted that ship, it seemed like everything was smooth sailing again for Oklahoma. Now, can it stay that way for the next eight days? I think that's going to be Oklahoma's job to make sure that they do everything they can to not muddy the waters with Devon Mitchell. And as long as they can do that, I think he's going to be a Sooner. And I think he'll be a Sooner, Sooner, as far as playing in Norman than some people realize if that makes sense. Okay, Brandon, before we let you go, the month of July, we all expect to be the one where Oklahoma really makes their surge on the recruiting trail. And this is, you know, what we expect to be the norm in the Brent Venables era because of the recruiting philosophy and the principles that this staff has as they go about the challenge of recruiting. Now, as you look ahead to the month of July, Devon Mitchell's date is obviously set for July 8th. Justin Denson is the other OU target that has announced a date. That's tomorrow, Saturday, July 1st. It looks like that one's going in Michigan State's direction as things stand right now. But as you look ahead to July and what Oklahoma has the chance to add on the recruiting trail, any particular players that you think, in your mind, definitely don't get out of the month of July without announcing a pledge and a pledge that could go Oklahoma's way? Williams, Winery, um... I would probably say Grant Bricks, uh, but you would know that one more than me, Parker. You covered him more than I did. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say David Stone. And, Whoa, that's a big one. Well, and it, I don't, I don't know for sure. Like, there's no date set or anything like that, but I do know that he wants to get this over with. Now, whether he does it the second week of August 
or the first week of August, or maybe he waits to when he does a nationally televised game at the end of August. I don't know, but I know he wants to get it over with. So there, And when I say maybe he doesn't get out of July, maybe he tells whoever in whatever school, hey, I'm done and I'm going to you. I think maybe he does that silently in July, and then at that point everything kind of starts to move in the direction of a public announcement. Um, I know he's supposed to be back at Oklahoma at the end of July. Does that turn into something more? I don't know, but I could see that taking place. I think um, I don't think Nigel Smith's going to do it. I think he's going to wait till September. We all know Dominic McKinley is going to wait till uh, the end of uh, January, obviously for the UA game. Uh, so I think what. Maybe Devon Jordan decides he wants to shut it down out of Tulsa Union. The cornerback, four-star cornerback out of Tulsa Union. Maybe Eli Bowen. I mean, the, the problem is is that Oklahoma's running into a lot of, you know, guys that don't have set dates. And But we all know July is where things start to really ramp up, and kids like to announce their dates three or four days before they actually announce. So I think you're going to see a lot of that as July moves along. There you go. Did I see that uh, A.J. Parks is now back? Is that correct? Yes, Aaron Parks has withdrawn Aaron from the transfer yeah. portal. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I never yeah. thought. I, there you I didn't go. think that one was. I was told that that wasn't going to stick uh, yesterday, but until a kid announces, you can't really get a good feel for that. So. Um, I've been told that before, and the kid ends up transferring somewhere else. So that's that's it's been kind of a weird deal. I think it was more of a he was upset over uh, just playing time and going to have a big year, all that type of stuff. And I think there's a lot of competition on the O line right now. All right, Brandon, good stuff. Hope you have a great weekend, and uh, we will talk next Friday. Appreciate the input. See you soon. Yep, yep. Brandon Drum joining us here at Riverwind, ladies and gentlemen, on a Friday. We've got one more segment to go. In fact, we will be out of here. Everybody will be out of here until next Thursday because they are doing renovations to the Ref Studios and right now, and as soon as we get off the air, we will not be back uh, until T-Row in the Morning Show comes on Thursday morning. Stay with us. One more segment to go here on The Rep. Back here at Riverwind on a Friday, getting ready for the weekend. Keep in mind, we will not be back on the air on The Ref until Thursday morning. They are doing uh, work on the uh, Ref Studios so this seemed like the uh, the weekend to get it done because we would have been off uh, July July fourth uh, anyway. So once again, uh, we will be back on the air with all of our shows on Thursday morning. It was cool having Baker Mayfield in the air during the Plank Show again. That's two times that Baker was on with Plank this week, and uh, the football camp huge success again. And uh, Baker seems to have a great time out there. I love how he's supporting again uh, local causes here back in Oklahoma, and uh, it was awesome having uh, Baker Mayfield on the air again. Hope he does well in Tampa Bay. I know 
My wife, Shay, does. She is the biggest Baker fan of all time. There is no doubt about it. All right. Um, Parker, any uh, any final takes that you want to get in that you haven't been able to get in? What are you uh, – I know you're getting ready for the weekend, but uh, 11 now committed to the University of Oklahoma for 2024 with the uh, latest pledge coming from Ivan Carrion about 30 minutes ago. So, yeah, and I just I what think, are we thinking? I think it's important to reiterate continually that the addition of carry on does not mean that Oklahoma is in any less ideal of a position for Zion Raggins or Terry Bussey or Devon Mitchell than they were before carry on's pledge. They're still very much in the driver's seat to land Devon Mitchell on July eighth. I think they end up with Zion Raggins. Bussey is a little bit more of a toss up. I don't know that that one goes OU's way in the end, but if you land a five-fold class of receipt, like I'm trying to think off the top of my head. I haven't been covering recruiting nearly as long as some in this industry or some even in this market, but I can't remember the last time Oklahoma brought in five high school wide receivers in the same cycle. And granted, Carrion's a little bit of a tweener. Maybe you categorize him as a tight end more so than a receiver, but the industry regards him as a receiver Raggins would make five when you throw in K.J. Daniels, Zion Kearney, and Dozie Ezekama. Yeah, there you go. And uh, we'll see what's going to happen. And uh, who uh, who commits to OU first? Would it be Devon Mitchell or Taylor Tatum? I'm going to say Devon Mitchell. I, my gut on Taylor Tatum is that one gets announced sometime in mid-July. That's kind of my school of thought at the moment but it I I would count on Devon Mitchell being your next commit to join Oklahoma's class if you get somebody before then well hey it's a pleasant surprise but 11 pledges thus far in the cycle five in the month of June it should be at the very least every bit as fruitful in the month of July on the recruiting trail for Oklahoma in terms of commitments than it was in June I I would figure Oklahoma reels in anywhere from six to eight commitments in the month ahead. There you go. All right. Here at Riverwind, in addition to the uh, nearly 3,000 electronic gaming machines they have out here and the newly renovated, uh, well, entire casino floor and uh, every area of the casino, it looks spectacular. If you haven't been out here, you know Riverwind was already the best, and now they're even better than they used to be because it looks unbelievable. We have some big promotions happening starting uh, July 2nd, running through the 29th, the 60K double play and double winnings promotion. You can win your share of $60,000 in cash and bonus play in the month of July. That starts July 2nd, which would be on a Sunday. So basically uh, get on out here and the 20K mad dash again and uh, that's going to be happening uh that starts on july 8th the 20k mad dash with a blast promotion july 8th get on out to riverwind casino play with your wild card for your chance to win up to uh 2500 in cash and that is happening again on uh, beginning july 8th here at riverwind casino so once again uh, we are going to be back on the air on Thursday morning, all right? Thursday morning. That means 
that, uh, again, you won't hear us again until Thursday afternoon. Obviously, T-Row in the morning will kick things off on Thursday morning. We are uh, doing some work on our studios and making them even better, uh, more state-of-the-art. That's happening this weekend. So don't freak out if you don't hear us again uh, coming up on Monday. Uh, we thought this was the perfect time to get that done again because uh, kind of we wouldn't have been uh, on the air 4th of July anyway, so why not get it done? So we'll be back on the air with all of our shows on Thursday morning. I hope everybody has a big-time, great weekend. Stay safe out there. Stay cool out there. And we will see you coming up on Thursday. Have a great Friday.